Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. And just a reminder, we're going to spend the entire month of April on the pod focused on prayer, including another TSF Q&A, exploring your questions about prayer. So you have a part to play in that episode. Just visit the link in the show notes to submit your questions about prayer. I can't wait for us to learn and grow together. Today on the show, I get to chat with the incomparable Kristen Chenoweth. She's an Emmy and Tony Award-winning actress. You probably know her as the original Glinda in Broadway's Wicked, or from Pushing Daisies, or from Glee, or from A Christmas Love Story on Hallmark, or you know how I love her role in Schmigadoon, or from any of the other amazing projects she has done. On March 8th, just a couple of days ago, Kristen released her first children's book called What Will I Do With My Love Today? It's so precious. It's like the most heartwarming story about a young girl named Christy Dawn who shares her love through all these acts of generosity around New York City. It is so sweet. I'm 100% positive that all our mini BFFs are going to love it. She's lovelier than you can imagine, and I am beyond excited to share our newfound friendship with you. So here's my conversation with Kristen Chenoweth. This is the second time we've been in the same room. You ready? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell me. I was at the night that Broadway reopened on at Wicked. What? And you came out in the <laughs> best dress I've ever seen. Christian Syria. It was thank amazing. You. I can't believe you were there. Yes, yeah, so Jenna Claire's one of my dearest friends in the world. What? Yes. You know her parents are here. She grew up here. I did not know that. Yes. And I love that child. Oh. She knows how I feel about her. She's amazing. I cannot believe it. Isn't that so funny? I know. Well, you tell her I said hi. I will will do it. (laughs) I will do it. Tell me what that night meant to you when Broadway reopened, because you're so close to that community Mm -hmm. and what they had been through for 18 months. First of all, thank you for asking about it, because New York, I believe we got hit pretty hard. Yes. Maybe the hardest. Yes. And I thought in my ignorance that it would be a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and then we'd be getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. So when Broadway finally opened and Stephen Schwartz asked me, who's the composer and lyricist to Wicked, asked me to come do the curtain speech to Mm -hmm. welcome everybody back, 
I first of all I felt guilty because I had tickets to the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> But I said, yes, but I got to get out in and out because I got to go to the Lion King. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. But um, Didn't you show up at Hamilton that night, too? Oh, no. But I did later. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I remember seeing you doing a couple of things. Yeah. Listen, some people do a lot of different things. Yes. I, I need from my soul yeah. to, be, to be where live entertainment is. Yes. It just made me happy. So mm-hmm. I showed up the night we opened, and honestly, they gave me a list of things they wanted me to say. I said, I just gave them the piece of paper back. I said, listen. I said, I own the Gershwin. I, I got down. this. Yeah. And let me speak from my heart, because mm-hmm. I'm always better when I do that. Mm-hmm. And to see the crowd. Of course, you know, when I come out there as the original Glenda, they, they, they stand up. But yes. that's not what I mean. What I mean is... There's a special relationship between an artist and or a cast, Mm -hmm. depending on, and the audience. Mm -hmm. And I missed, I missed it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The audience missed us. Yes. And I prepared them and said, you all are getting ready to see people do what they do. And we've not been allowed to. Mm -hmm. And you could feel the energy was palpable in the room. You were there. So... I could feel the energy behind me, which I think I said, yes. going on, you know, behind the curtains at five minutes before places is a big magical time, I always think. Really? Yeah. Surprising no one. I've never been there at the five minutes before. <laughs> so what's it like? Everyone's, they're just standing, <laughs> waiting to start? We're at places because okay. the downbeat has to happen at eight o'clock because of cost and our crews. And we we ain't late. Yeah. Not on yeah. Broadway. Mm-mm. We don't be late. Right. So... I just could feel the cast. And right before I walked out, I went over and I probably did the wrong thing by hugging everything. <laughs> but I just hugged there. I think I hugged one of the trees. Yeah. I was like, I'm happy to see you. <laughs> right. So, but it was amazing. And we've had a big hit. I mean, we've taken a big hit. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this. New York is still fighting. A, yeah. Our numbers are low. Yes. But Broadway is, we're selling, but we're not selling out mm-hmm. yet. And so my prayer and my hope is that in another year or two, we get back to completely normal. But one thing that can never be put down or one thing that always rises is bro- is Broadway. Yes. And I have the same feeling about Nashville musicians. I'm just going to do that. Go. Keep because going. it feels like, you know, at, at some point you kind of, I'm not supposed to say this anymore, but, you know, you pull up your, your big girl panties. Yeah. That's what we do on Broadway. Yes. And I get the feeling that Nashville, because I lived here in 87 to do Opryland USA when it existed, uh, it's the same feeling. It might be done in a softer or a gentler way, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oh, you don't be sick. You show up. Right. You figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that's something, I don't know why I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, I think so. I was, I mean, the, the energy that night, in that theater. I've seen a lot of Broadway shows. I'm a T-Pack subscriber here, so I go Thank a lot. Thank you. Oh, I love it. I'm seeing The Prom tonight. I can't <gasps> wait. Oh, it's so good. I can't, yeah, I don't know anything about it except what they the little paragraph under. Get ready. So I can't wait. Get ready. But I've never felt a crowd respond. I mean, you were still there probably when Jenna Claire came down in the bubble and she says, it's nice to see me. And I, I saw it online because I've I was never, at The Lion King. Oh, yeah. you were just like. So was the crowd as insane at The Lion King too? Oh, the minute we heard, yeah. we went, well, actually, the downbeat of the yeah. orchestra, we went crazy. I just have never, I've, my body has never felt anything like that moment. It felt like everyone needed each other. We did. That's and right. we were we were yelling and clapping because we were saying to the 
actors. We need. We've needed you. We've needed you. Oh, right. You That's can't how, even imagine how, how. You can't even imagine how it felt for the actors. Yeah. I would imagine. It I, was. Yeah. I saw Jenna Claire come down in the bubble, and I saw the reaction, and I cried. Yeah. Because it was later that night, and I said, I just want to see, because I, again, I had to rush off to yeah. the Lion King. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to see mm-hmm. the reaction. Mm-hmm. Not, and not, uh, you know, these are my brothers and sisters. Right. This family on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's family on Broadway in Nashville. It's yes. family here. Yes. And so we take it very seriously. And so thank you for supporting the theater. Oh, I love it. Our friends listening kind of knows, but I always have like a sideways dream to move to New York, but I don't want to because I have a great life here. Yes. So I started, so I asked myself, what is in New York that you want here? What could you get here? And TPAC was one of the answers. Being a theater patron was one of the answers. And I was like, well, here's the thing that I love up there that I can do here. Amen. And it's so, it's so fun. I sit by myself in the balcony. My two friends have fr- <laughs> like fourth row seats because I want to see the orchestra. And you the, want the whole picture. Yeah. And so I, we separate and I go sit by myself. <laughs> I love that you know where to sit. One single ticket right in the middle. People are always like, oh, I'm in the balcony. I'm like, you don't even know how good you have it. Best seat. Exactly. Best seat. Okay. So 1987, you lived here and now you're back. I have just finished my, yeah, I just moved to Nashville. I'm keeping my New York place, yes. obviously. I'm always going to be a, a New Yorker. I can't yeah. help it. I've been there. I've been in New York now long longer than I've, I mean, how does it go? I don't do math, but... I've been there half my life. Yeah. However, I prayed and prayed, if that's all right to say. Oh, I my think, gosh. I yes. think so. Here it is, Hanny, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> with you. I prayed, Lord, you know, I've always loved it there. Mm. And when you meet, you know, my fiance lives here. And I just thought, what more signs mm-hmm. do you need? Mm-hmm. And uh, in the summer, I bought a place and we, we bought a place and we'll be dividing our time. Yeah. And also... It's, I'm from Oklahoma. There's something about the feeling of going home. It's going to be lovely to get to, of course, be in New York when I need to be doing Broadway mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, but it's also going to be nice to have home. I live in L.A. too, but I've rented. I don't mind talking about any of this, by the way. Yeah. I think it's important to talk about real life. Yes. I rented my apartment there. I most of the things that I shoot for television or film is mm-hmm. shot in Canada and or Atlanta. Oh, okay. Um, and soon to be Oklahoma because we have Prairie Surf now. Oh, yes. Yes. And I've just, I'm working on a TV show that's set in Nashville. So, oh, yes. oh yeah, I'm here. That's great. I'm here. Now that you can zoom out a little bit, 1987 to 2022, What's the big story? I mean, that means God wove into your story in 87 and turned the pages 30 years later and said, I'm going to make a note that she'll come back here. I cannot believe. I'm going. I want to hug you so bad. Um, I have goosebumps. Mm -hmm. When I left Opryland, USA, uh, my dad said, you got to go back. You got to go to OCU. You got to go to college. I said, Mm -hmm. no, I'm good. He said, no, you're going to go. I said, no, thank you, though. He said, no, get in the car. That's how it went. He, I left kicking and screaming. And Opryland USA was an amusement park, right? It was, yes. Okay. It was the biggest in our country as far as live musicianship. You can go to wow. Disney, but it's all tracked. Right. We had real musicians, and we all sang live. We didn't lip sync. I it did was not know that. Correct. I didn't get here until 2008, so it was mm-hmm. gone by the time I got here. Yeah. And so oh. if you got accepted Opryland... Especially at that time, it was like nobody got. It was the hardest job to get. Mm. And I auditioned for it because I wanted to go to Nashville. Yeah. But as I left, and my, my dad, you know, we always pray before we get in the car for a long trip. Mm-hmm. He said, you're going to be back here. 
it's going to be okay. I'm crying my eyes out. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to have to go to school for the rest of my life. <laughs> but here I am at 53, and I'm sitting across from you, Annie. And what is that thing? While you're busy making plans, the Lord is doing his thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. getting it right. I just I know, Christianized I'm with it. You. No, no, no. You're right. That's what happened. What do you know about God this time that you didn't know when you were here in 87? Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good question. For me, there it was a more innocent time. Okay, mm. if I may say, yes. we're in a very tricky time in the yeah. world. I just always felt like the Lord was like right next to me, like my best friend. Mm. And I really felt that, that way in Nashville. It's more of a, uh, the answer to your question is more of a, what the lesson mm. I learned, which is when you move to New York and you start getting in the grind there, I call it the grind, yeah. don't forget who your best friend is. Mm. And wow. I guess I've just learned that no matter where I am, and that's the best part. I'm probably talking too much about God. No, no, you're, it's up to you. It's great for us. Okay. I've learned that when I don't feel as close to the Lord, for me, it's the Lord. I'm a very open person. Everybody needs to understand that. Some people are going to turn off the radio. But I'm a very open and accepting of all people. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, a large uh, gay rights supporter. So with that being said, being a Christian, having to remember why you started in the third grade, you were told at church camp you're going to be a missionary. Mm-mm. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be going to Africa or India. But what God really had in mind for me was to be in yes. an actress, singer, and dancer on in New York. And then I never saw television or films. I had no idea that would, could even be a possibility. So... For everybody listening, if you just keep close to your best friend yeah. and remember, and I've, I've been, um, I have been, goodness, how do I say it? I've been put through the ringer, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a life I chose, though, mm. and that's important to say. It's not all rainbows and unicorns and happy all the time. There's a misconception about me. But if I keep remembering my best friend, I'm good. That is is a gift of an answer to Uh, people. So that's just beautiful. It it is interesting to me to hear that, all of that knowing. So let's talk about Schmigadoon for a minute. Oh, please. It's hysterical. (laughs) But your character on Schmigadoon is the... Worst version of the person in your church in third grade and the person in my church in third grade. The, like, old one. I mean, it is the person who is a pastor's wife that is so hateful to everyone who doesn't. So it's fascinating that you got to play that role Mm -hmm. in a very silly but interesting show. I mean, not silly in a bad way, but just hilarious. The corn pudding song (laughs) kills me. It kills me. I know. So when you get roles like that, how often do people say, I bet she's really like that? How often do they be- know when you're fiction and when you're not fiction? Oh, the, so especially directors and actors I work with. Yeah. They, that This is how I decide whether to take a role or not. Uh-huh. I read the script and I go, is this Christian channel with and nobody else? Hmm. Are you going to be mad if you sit home and watch it and somebody else is playing your role? Wow. 
Yes. The answer would have been yes. Yes. And Barry Sonnenfeld and I have worked together a lot. He's the dire- He was the director of our season one. And he's um, he's so funny. He's just this awesome Jewish guy. And I'm this Christian. And he's like, so tell me about the rapture. <laughs> I'll be, I'll, You're like skipping to Revelation. I'm, I'm like, really? Do we have to do that? I said, okay, so we'll, we'll be sitting here, right, Barry? Right. And I'll be eating a donut and you'll be telling me what to do. Right, and then Jesus will return, Mm -hmm. and I'll go away, (laughs) and you'll be there, and then you'll have seven years to decide what you want to do. You're like, I'm pre-trip, so you're going to have seven years. (laughs) I'm first class, and he just, I know he just, we love each other so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you also said season one. Please tell me that means we hope for more seasons. I cannot confirm or deny, okay, but you great. probably are correct in what you assume. I hope so, because that thing made me, I mean, it it came in such an important season for, I think, all of us. Joy. That it's it was joy. A, it was a joyful show. And I would get home on Friday afternoons from work because we weren't traveling. Mm-hmm. So there was no, I was never out of town. And I would get home from work and it'd be the first thing I'd turn on. Thank you. I would do that and Ted Lasso back to back and be like, <gasps> what a great end of the week because they rele- they both released on Fridays. I love your taste. I just loved it. I, Ted Lasso, it, Oh, too. man. Isn't it, it such a... So both shows were... It felt like such a season. When I think back on it, I, this is a funny word, that season felt so warm. Thank you for saying that. I felt like it was timely. Again, yeah. the, the Lord was like, okay, Kristen, you, we need to laugh right now. Yes. And stepping into Mildred Layton's shoes, first of all, Barry said, you. I had an 18-page patter song meaning a lot of words and mm-hmm. fast. And he said, and I want to do it in one, which means no cuts. Right. Which means no you have cuts. You the whole thing memorized Correct. and not make a mistake. No mistakes and no cuts. So it was a, he knew he was challenging me. Yes. I like a good challenge. Yeah. And I said, all right, yeah, let me do, if I can do the Joker maniacal lips <laughs> and have the Mildred Pierce haircut right. and a too tight corset, yeah, I'm her. Yeah. And I know women, and men for that matter, who get caught up in, and I'm, I've been related to some of them, mm-hmm. who get caught up in it's either this way or none. Mm-hmm. And instead of leading with love, it ends up leading with hate. And that's not yeah. what we as people of faith want to lead with. Right, right. So it's, But it was fun to play. Oh, I bet. I, I mean, it was it was hilarious to watch, too. It was great. Your Thank songs you. were great. Your role was great. You know, I think that love-hate thing is fascinating because when people say it may not feel like love that I'm giving them, but it is, I'm always like, nah. <laughs> if they don't feel loved, it's not. you're probably not loving them. Jesus got in a lot of trouble for people feeling loved by him. Amen. Oh, I so, co- oh s- preach. Yes. If I go down for people feeling loved, okay, fine. I'm fine with it. Fine. Yeah. If, they, if I love them but they didn't feel it, uh, I'm not real sure I love them. I couldn't, if I could leap across the table. <laughs> I feel the same. We would okay. meet in the middle. Okay. We'd be in the middle yes, of we the would. podcast table. We sure would. Y'all know we're all about fun around here. If you're looking for a fun and funny, lighthearted movie to watch with the whole family, make plans right now to see Family Camp, y'all. It's the first feature film by the Skit Guys, and it'll be exclusively in theaters on May 13th. Okay, picture this. Two families who could not be more different find themselves sharing a cabin for an entire week at Family Camp. United only by their, like, competitive drive to win this camp trophy, the dads end up lost in the woods and deal with a whole trail of 
literally hilarious mishaps while everyone else is like desperately trying to find them. And when you know, they end up having to work together to find their way back. You get it. Y'all, it's such a fun movie fit for the whole family. And our friend Heather Land, who some of you got to know in Baltimore and Columbus on the That Sounds Fun tour, she makes an appearance in the movie and she is so funny. So you guys grab your tickets to see it in a theater near you by visiting familycampmovie.com. Again, that's familycampmovie.com. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about, Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. It's so many of us, you guys. If that's something you're dealing with, know this, you're not the only one. There is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women, including your girl AFD, have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol, with many users raving that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but restored their confidence too. That's so sweet. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth does take time, but you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TSF to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. You guys, get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and the promo code TSF. And now back to our conversation with Kristen. Okay, so even your new kids book, let's talk about that for a second. What will I do with my love today? I mean, okay, you've written a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Um, forgive me that I didn't know that was a part of your okay. repertoire yeah. um, as a New York Times bestselling <laughs> uh, author yourself. Tell me why a kid's book. Oh, okay. First three weeks of the pandemic. Yeah. I'm like, okay, vacation. Were you still in New York? Yes. Okay. I live across the street from the hospital. Okay. And it's important for me to say this. You watched it. I saw it happen. In the middle of the night, my fiance and I would go get our groceries so that there would be less people at the grocery store. You know, we had to think like that immediately. Yes. And um, there were were trucks outside of the hospital, you know, as as you can imagine. And I saw it. And I went, and I'm not afraid to talk about depression at all mm-hmm. because um, that's something you just have to give over to God. But yeah. I went down, really down, because I thought, hey, I need to at least be out there singing or uh, helping somebody. And yeah. I'm, I'm not supposed to breathe on anybody, touch them, hug right. them, do all the things that come natural. I'm not supposed to do any of that. Mm. So after seven weeks... I go at 180 miles per hour. I'm, I'm sure you can tell I can talk. <laughs> Both of us, okay, yeah. <laughs> right? I do many different types of work. And I, I asked the question to God. I said, what am I going to do with myself now? Wow. That's what started. What am I going to do with myself? I'm not good enough just being here. And he wow. said to me, um, excuse me, two ears and one mouth. Mm. Listen harder, speak less. And it will be revealed. Wow. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in my L.A. place, and I was like, okay, okay. So the question then turned into, how can I show my love today? Because I can't touch or hug. Wow. Then it became, 
what will I do with my love today? And I thought at first it was going to be a song. Yeah. But just so happens right on time, just how God does, yep. my b- literary agent said, you know, you've been wanting to write another book. Why don't you do it? I said, I know what I want to do. I want to do a children's book, and I want to call it What Will I Do With My Love Today? It just... He told you to listen because he was ready to give you a book. Chrissy, and that's what that happened. incredible. And that's how it happened. And it, it does involve my dog. Yes. Uh, my dog and I. So sweet. It's so cute. She's She's been, uh, you know, such... I rescued her, and mm-hmm. I'm an adopted person myself. So there's an underlying tone of uh, rescue yeah. and adoption and what a beautiful option yeah. that can be. Yeah. When I read it, I, I joked to you before we started that one of the things I say about what sounds fun to you that you say about what will I do with my love is like more today is more people have finished that kid's book of mine than any other book I've ever written. <laughs> I feel like a genius. <laughs> no, I'm like, how many people have finished it? Um, but I, it felt like in, in a children's book, when we find out that the little girl is adopted was like a plot twist. I was like, yeah. who puts a plot twist in a kid's book? Me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. But Thank I didn't know you. that was your story too. So that makes yeah. so much sense yes. that you would write that in. And you told me it took a year to write. Well, because I really, I'm uh, meaning with, with rhyming and, and yes. how I want to, how I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm no Shakespeare. No, I'm just I. no Shakespeare, <laughs> but I wanted it to rhyme and I wanted it, Yet I wanted it to speak, what I needed Mm -hmm. to speak. So I'm that girl that wakes up in the middle of the night, has the journal beside my bed, and scribbles things down. You're like, spinach and finish. (laughs) That's exactly right. And I was like, does it work? And my poor fiancé, you know, I see him the next day, and he's like, at this point, we were, by the way, we were stuck together during COVID. He was headed to, I was headed to Philadelphia Orchestra. He was headed to um, play with Ty Herndon at the Jazz Birdland in New York, and it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter. But we, I, have, I have an apartment in New York that has two b- bedrooms. And Josh was like, hi. <laughs> I mean, we had been dating for a year, but, you know, he yeah. toured, I toured. And yeah. I'm like, hi. Every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good night. <laughs> but if you really want to find out whether a relationship will work, mm. is be stuck in a pandemic together. <laughs> right, pandemic together. That's exactly right. Yeah, we and it and it worked for us. Also, yeah. he has similar beliefs to me, and I think, again, this is said with no judgment, only love. Yeah, I have dated outside my faith many times, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work for me. And yeah. and you know, to each his own. It just didn't. It just didn't work. It didn't work for you. Yeah, <laughs> I had a non-Christian friend tell me one time, "You're going to marry a Christian, right?" And I was kind of like, "I wonder why he's asking me that." And I was like, "Yeah, I think that's my plan." And he said, he had been married and divorced. And he said, "My wife, my first wife was." A Christian, and I'm not. And he said, and we always had different maps. See? And I thought, and he said, so I think you should marry a Christian because we, me and my first wife always had different maps. And I was just amazed at that concept from a person who doesn't believe everything I believe going, hey, I know how the map you want to live your life on, the easiest route, not the only route, the easiest route. Because life's hard enough. Life is hard enough. You know, thank you for that. I, what did you say? What did you say? Something maps. Yeah. He said, he said, we didn't share maps. Marry someone who you, you use the same map with your life. Yes. It's really important. Mm-hmm. How did you and Josh meet? I don't think I know that. O-M. Oh, I can't wait. Encourage okay. me. I'm not married yet. Tell me everything. Oh, it can happen. I believe you. Um, But we get to decide when, right? Yeah. So, runaway bride twice. Not proud of it. Oh, wow. Been to counseling. Now I get it. You know how you like to eat your eggs. <laughs> yeah, <I> scrambled <laughs> with yeah. cheese. 
Um, yes. Getting counseling such a gift. Oh. oh. Yes, and people, you know, there's something about being from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, no, no, no. You pray and get, and you don't need counselor. I personally did did need yeah, someone to talk to, and also somebody that's like minded, mm-hmm. like spirited. So mm-hmm. that helps me a lot. Yeah. Um, I forgot your question. <gasps> How you and Josh met? Okay, Sorry. so oh, it's the best story ever. I my my niece Emily Chenoweth got was getting married. She asked me to sing at the wedding. She also was a, was a big fan of this band that had played at her sorority at mm-hmm. OU called Backroad Anthem. Mm-hmm. So I show up. I'm supposed to sing a song called The Underdog, which okay. I did not know that they did with them. And I'm singing at the wedding. And so I have to go early to do a sound check with them at the reception. Mm-hmm. It was in Denver, Colorado, I swear, 120 degrees. Yeah. I didn't find it funny. No, no. That's a very weird turn of events. I didn't know Denver got that hot. Uh, neither did I. Yeah. I had the hair and makeup ready. For those of you who understand, I was like, it, I felt like Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Sweating in a shade of makeup. Correct. (laughs) Jesus, take the wheel, literally. Or Jesus, what's the deal? Yeah. (laughs) Or Jesus, why these heels? Oh, listen. All of them. Poet. Thank you. So I show up and I'm like, hmm. Now I'm dating somebody. Okay. And I'm I'm thinking, I really, I'm drawn to that person. Mm -hmm. And I get to know the band. Yeah. I become friends with them. Because that's my, they're my people. Yeah. I mean, I'm the one that comes through the kitchen too to yeah. sing at events. Yeah. So I meet them all. We become friends. I immediately go to Canada to shoot a show called Trial and Error that about mm-hmm. five people saw. And Josh slid into my DMs. boy. And I didn't even know what DMs were. I was yeah. like, is he saying BM? Because that's uncool. <laughs> anyway, he wasn't. He was saying DM. And I checked it. I figured yeah. it out. And he started I was struggling during that time in, mm. in Canada. I was just tired. I I was overworked. And we were friends, and we got closer and closer and closer. We became really good friends. I Then I, unrelated, broke up with the person I was dating. Yeah. Unrelated, he broke up with the person he was dating. Skip to a year and a half later, my nephew gets a married. A year and a half later. Zach Chenoweth gets married. My nephew, and he said, no offense, Aunt Christy, but I want back road, but I, really don't, I don't want you to really sing because you're, you're dealing my deal. I was like, thanks. Um, I'll take that as a... And actually, I'll attend a wedding yeah, instead be, of work at it. Yeah, but, and you know yeah. what? I loved his honesty. Yeah. Like, it kind of hurt, but I was yeah. all right. I don't need to sing, but like, your, your music ain't my deal. I was right. like, ouch. Yeah. But I love you, Zach. You're like, I'm the rest of the world. Yeah. But it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I loved it. You yeah. know, I just was like, you got to love the kid. And I got to enjoy the wedding and not be stressed out and yeah. all that stuff. So anyway, there they are again. Well, Josh and I have been texting. So we already, we were, and the second I got to that reception, I, I took off my little sweater and I'm with my parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm 53. At this point, I'm 50. I'm with my parents, ladies and gentlemen. And I... I said, Dad, move far away from me. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. <laughs> I don't want you to bust my mojo. I need you to move far away. He's like, right. what are you talking about? I'm like, D- go away. Yeah. I search and search and search. I'm like, has anyone seen Josh Bryant? I'm looking for the band. They're like back in the barn. Yeah. So I go to the barn, and he's there. He comes running up to me, hugs me. They do their, I'm like, okay, okay. But yeah. then this is the best part. At the end of the night, you know, they're working. Yeah. I'm out there dancing to Garth Brooks. And right. We're just having a great time. I'm so, I was so glad actually I didn't have to sing. Yeah. But at the end of the night, I go, I say goodbye. And he's like, 
I need to see you again. I would like to court you. I said, what is this, 1930? Right. First of all, uh... I got weird. Yeah. I just got weird. And I I said, I'll text you later because I've been hurt and I've done the hurting and all of that. So I go to the Marriott, which is where we're staying, and he texts me and he said, I really wished that you'd were staying where we were staying because they all, that back road, they shared a room. Like all these guys shared a suite. And I said, he said, I just wish we could make some music. And I said, well, I I don't know where you're staying. He goes, well, I figured you were staying at the Chenoweth's house. I said, no, I'm at the Marriott. He goes, what floor? <laughs> I was directly beneath him. Oh, my gosh. He said, get your butt up here. Pardon yeah. me. And they all were there. We got out the guitars. We all sang. We sang until 3 a.m. Oh, my gosh. And then he goes, may I walk you back to your room? And I go, no, I don't need. I am. No. Mm-hmm. And Zach, the, Zach, the, the one of the musicians, Zach Harden, goes, Kristen, let him walk you to your oh. hotel. I mean, it's an elevator ride. Yeah. And I really then realized, okay. So I, I let him, and then he, we got to the door, and he goes, where are you ne- ne- next week? I started in with, I'm very busy. Right. I don't have any time. I said, I don't, I don't date much. I do date, but I don't have time for a relationship. And I, you know, I did my all excuses. And he said, where are you going to be next weekend? I said, I'm going to be in Boone, North Carolina, sir, and I don't have time. Right. He shows up, comes to see my show. And we went to the Waffle House. Oh, Josh, I love you already. And that was the end of that. Shooting a shot and then taking you to the Waffle House. Yes. Wow. That's the love story. Yeah. And that was how long ago now? Okay. He's really good at dates. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say we're coming upon three years. Okay. And how soon do y'all get married? As soon as you can imagine. Two- <laughs> I mean... I did a weird thing, too, with my ring. Uh-huh. We went ring shopping. I said, I don't need a big diamond. Mm-hmm. Like, that. you know, I right. did my whole lecture. You know, there are poor people. There are people that I want to help that I'd rather money than right. us, to, you know, do. Right. Well, of course, I walked in and found the biggest diamond. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty. And he's like, but you said. I was like, I did say that. But the best part about this ring, and it's not a big ring. It's not big diamonds. It's, it's big. It's not huge. But there's three diamonds. Yeah. And the one in the center is the biggest. And the reason I say this, I, I wish I could show it, but the reason I say it is because I, I looked at the ring and he looked at it and he goes, that's my favorite ring. I go, me too. Mm-hmm. And I go, it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Wow. It's the Trinity. Yeah. And I'm not sure how Jesus feels about being diamond encrusted. I'm sure, but <laughs> sure he loves it. I love it. So yeah. It just reminds me. Yeah. I look down at my hand. I go, he led me to the man later in life. Is that how it feels? Does it feel like the yes. Lord led you? Oh, there's no question. Really? No question. And not to mention that I met a fellow a Christian person. Yeah. Not to mention that he accepts me, the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. What happens as y'all go forward and you're here? Do you make music together? Does he, is he still on Backroad Anthem? Does it keep going or? They're getting ready to, you know, they lost. I'm sure you know this, but right, right between those weddings, their lead singer passed away. Oh, I did not Craig Strickland. That. Yes, Craig I do Strickland. remember that. Remember? Yes. In a hunting accident, yes. ironically, in Oklahoma yes. on Grand Lake. I remember it was the storm of the literally the century. Yeah. Anyway, they kind of were lost. Yeah. And they're finding their way back together now. Mm. And I've always said to them, because there's a part of me that is a mama bear, and yeah. I am older than Josh. I struggled with that at first. I'm 13 mm-hmm. years older than mm-hmm. he. And I said, Lord... Literally, Lord, I mean, I've got to explain who Abba is to him. 
I mean, do I need to put in bed at a certain sure, time? Right, right. You know, like, are you sure, God? Yeah. I'm going to age, and I'm I'm wow. going to age, and I don't want him to see that. Mm-hmm. And that's a very vain thing to admit. And every day during the pandemic, he'd say, I don't know how it's possible, but you get more beautiful every day. It's like all the things that, that I secretly feared, yes. he would talk about. Wow. So... During the pandemic, and we did binge every true crime documentary we Certainly. could. I mean, we've seen everything. Yeah. Every name it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did. He, I played the piano. He played the guitar, and yeah. we we wrote, we wrote, we wrote, we listened. We did covers. We stayed up all night. In fact, at my LA apartment, because after eight weeks, this is important to say. At the seven week mark, a friend of mine, um, like a brother, decided to take manners into his own hands also a Christian. And so I needed a change. I couldn't take New York anymore. I said, would you risk getting on a plane with me? Because remember, we're watching people pass away. And he said, of course, wherever you go, I go too. Mm. And we got on a flight. Thank you, Delta. There there was like six of us on a huge jet. I was like, even better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We get to LA where I can walk Yes. Uh, and and remove my mask a little bit. I'm a, I'm a mask wearer because mm-hmm. I was in New York yeah. and I saw it. Yeah. But at the same time, I needed to be able to remove my mask to and walk free and, and yes. breathe. Also, I could hear God better. Mm-hmm. And it was by no mistake that when he said, wherever you go, I go too. And if I'm not mis- you know, misinformed, I've heard my whole life, wherever you know, wherever you go, I follow. So wow. it just felt like God to me. Yeah. He, he is um, the first man that I've dated who asked me on the first date, made me pray before we eat. Now, mm. uh, and I've dated a lot. I've dated all kinds. Good, a lot of good men, a lot of good men and some turds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can shine up a turd, but guess what? That's right. It's still, still a turd. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me to... And I've dated Christians, non-Christians. I've been outside my faith, inside my faith. But this guy was the first one to say, and this was at the Waffle House. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, he constantly surprises me. What is the gift of having someone that shares your industry and your faith? Oh, first of all, I call them uh, the people not in the industry, civilians. Yeah. That's it. Okay, do you know one time I was in a thing with a road guy, and we would say civilian time versus work time. I mean, yeah, that is, we would say, are we going to see each other like civilians this week? A hundred percent. So you know what I'm talking about. so funny. It's so funny, Kristen. That's exactly what we said to you. You know. Yes. I personally have dated, have been with people that aren't in the business Mm -hmm. and people that are in the business, in this industry, I should say. It works better when they're in it for me. Really? Because I need them to understand the, the wacko yeah. schedule. Yes, yeah. And the fact that he p- can play the guitar. I mean, you you understand that starting to sell a Christmas album like I just did last fall and sing on in the studio with no band mm-hmm. because of the rules. Right. And Josh became my one-man band. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure he has more followers than me now. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm mad about it or... <laughs> That Christmas album is beautiful, by the way. Thank you, Thank you for making that of for course. us. Of course. Oh, thank you amazing. for listening. I oh, love any beautiful. chance I get to sing Christmas music. Yeah. 
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one last time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Third Love. Y'all know how I feel about my sweatshirts. They are business casual. I could live in them. The comfort, the cozy, no need to break them in. They just feel amazing the moment you put them on. Well, for Third Love, that's their 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. It's their number one bra for a reason. It offers unbeatable comfort thanks to every unique detail in its fit, style, function, and design. Loved and worn by millions of women, it doesn't pinch or dig, and you won't want to take it off the moment you walk in the door. The 24-7 t-shirt bra is designed to fit and form to your body because every detail has been made with ultimate comfort in mind. It features ultra-thin memory foam cuffs and luxe straps that never slip, and it's so smoothing that it looks invisible no matter what you wear. It's legit my favorite. Third Love does comfort so you can do you. Their bras, underwear, activewear, and feel-good all-day wear are designed to hug better, hold stronger, and support longer. Third Love obsesses over each stitch, so you never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. The 100,000 five-star reviews do not lie, you guys, but neither does your friend Annie. Third Love is also into giving back. They're the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S. Partnering with organizations all over the place, Third Love has donated over $40 million worth of bras to help women in need. Isn't that awesome? feeling is believing so get the 24 7 comfort and support you deserve upgrade your bra today and get 20 percent off your first order at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun that's 20 percent off at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun and i got one more fun sponsor to tell you about as crazy as you all are about the snack show with jamie fallon our newest podcast on the that sounds fun network i'm betting you love cereal just as much as we do that crunch and that sweetness What a great way to start a day. Well, I've learned a thing or two about how gluten affects my body. Boring. And that is why Catalina Crunch cereal has come into my life at the perfect time. Aside from the fact that it tastes delicious, Catalina Crunch cereal is zero sugar, keto-friendly, and low-carb. They've even got variety packs so you can try out all their awesome flavors and to decide which ones will be in rotation on your pantry shelves. Okay, the cinnamon toast with some almond milk has become a go-to for me as part of my breakfast rotation, or really anytime I'm feeling snacky. If you're trying to get more protein without extra empty carbs like I am, Catalina Crunch cereal has the crunch you crave. Zero sugar, but tons of flavor, low carb, high crunch, keto friendly with 11 grams of plant-based protein and nine grams of fiber per serving. Over 10,000 customers have rated Catalina Crunch five stars, and I bet you will too. Choose from their eight incredible flavor options. You decide if it's chocolate peanut butter, dark chocolate, or cinnamon toast, whichever is calling your name. Or for sure, try that variety pack and save yourself the decision fatigue. It's gluten-free, grain-free, non-GMO, only real clean ingredients, nothing artificial, nothing to worry about. See why Catalina Crunch cereal is the fastest growing cereal brand in America. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com slash that sounds fun. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're there. Again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And now back to finish up the conversation with Kristen. I was asking Jenna Claire today about y'all's friendship, and she said one of her favorite things is you always include hymns oh, always. on your albums. Oh, yeah, I do. So do you still do you feel connected to hymns and modern-day worship, or is it mostly the good old things? I have to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I love worship music, but I lie, I lie, and this is probably my age, 
hymns. Um, I remember an a artist, Evie Turnquist, that mm-hmm. was a big, huge influence on me when I was a little girl. She had a song. I'm only four foot eleven, but I'm going to heaven, and it makes me feel ten feet tall. I thought, well, holy crap, I'm not even four foot eleven yet. Can you believe it? And then Amy Grant, and then Sandy Patty, oh, yeah, in that order. Mm-hmm. No, actually, no order. Um, but hymns. That's what I learned to play the piano with. Mm-hmm. I always go back to every concert I do. There is a hymn in it. Yeah, it's important for me if I'm going to speak to an audience through music and talk about lost love. Like I mentioned before, being hurt and doing the hurting, Mm -hmm. forgiveness, which is really hard, love, friendship. I have to be able to be authentic and sing about my faith. And I always say to the audiences, listen, if you're not a believer, this will be over in three minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And it never gets old. This will be over in three minutes. It never gets old because that's what I – it would be inauthentic of me not to. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that Jenna Claire said that. Yeah. That she knows that about Mm -hmm. me because she – well, she – I've – made her come be on Broadway with me mm-hmm, before and mm-hmm. say, you're singing with, popular with me. Or whatever. <laughs> um, but I want the words of my mouth and the meditations mm-hmm. of my heart to match up. Have yeah. I been perfect? Am I a saint? No, ma'am. Me neither. No, yeah. I'm not. I mean, when you're on the cover in a bikini of a men's magazine and your dad says, I can't go to church or 7-Eleven ever again. <laughs> now, I might, and now at this point, I might re- have rethought that decision. Sure. But sometimes we have to learn as we go. Yeah, that's right. When people say things like, they probably say this to you far more of, what's it like being you and being, and you're like, <laughs> I haven't missed a day of sin. So oh. I've been in all of them in my life. So I know exactly who I am. <laughs> Y'all don't know, but you I haven't need, missed one. You need to write a song. Right. That's the title right there. I haven't missed a day of sin. That's it. I haven't. I haven't missed. There is not one. I haven't missed a sin in my life. So I know who I am. So it's it's that same thing of like, we're going to look back and wish we'd have written a few words different in our books oh, or yes. said a few things different from stage. But if we aren't allowed to grow publicly in front of people than we weren't honest in the first place. I love you so much. You get (laughs) it. Annie, you just get it. And can I just talk about something recently that's been on my mind? Yes. Because I feel that I can. You're a very special person. I'm struggling with, I never, ever used to curse. It's just Mm -hmm. not my thing. Mm -hmm. I don't do it. I was raised not to. And I started noticing uh, on the road yeah. And I, I, every type in my band too, Christian, non-Christian, I yep. mean, I've got them all. Yeah. Because I want that. Yeah. I like a diverse group. But I noticed that I started using a word that starts with hit a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, now why? Why? And I said, Josh, why am I doing that? He said, because you're around it. Mm. You're around it all the time. And not just, I'm not talk, I'm not dissing my band, but just life. Yeah, just, it, yeah. And yeah, life. and I was like, I don't. That's not something I want to. Yeah. I was silly. Yeah. But I've just started. We have a quarter jar. Uh, do you? In my house. Brilliant. We have them on film sets too. But yeah. I'm always like, oh, I've got to get another quarter. Yes. And because that's not, that's not me. I'm going to tell you the whole truth that I haven't said out loud to anybody publicly. One of the things I gave up for Lent was cussing. I love you. Because I don't do it. I'm, I'm the same. I don't do it a lot. But I noticed mm-hmm. 
the the more I get squeezed, the more the what is in me comes out. And I was feeling really stressed for the last couple of weeks for random different things and a little bit of heartache and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm saying things that I don't want to say. Correct. And so I was like, well, I'm going to give it up for Lent and then not pick it back up. But it, but it, I have a quarter jar in my mind of where I'm like, right. hey, you said for Lent. That doesn't mean on Sundays I'm going to feast <laughs> and really let her rip, tater chip, but maybe, maybe. But that's part of what I'm doing for Lent is I was like, I, I've got to, I have to rein this back in. Yes. Because it's telling me, what you're saying, I think, is the same. It's telling me what's in my heart. Exactly. And that's, so what do we. Thank you for sharing that. What do we do? Well, thank you. You invite, you did the, you gave me the gift of going second. Which is really kind. So, oh, I'm I all honey, first runner at Miss Oklahoma. I'm a yeah. genius at second place. So, what is it in us that gets drawn drawn to that stuff? There's so many of our friends listening who are like, "Yeah, I say one word. I don't say all of them, or I do say all of them." Yeah, but but we know as faith people, it's just not the best representation. How do we? Yeah. How are you getting it out of your system, and why does it matter to you? Well, for it matters to me because I have people of all faiths or non-faiths around me. And mm-hmm. if I if I say that I'm a Christian, which I am, and they see something different, I don't like that. Yeah. God doesn't like that either. Yeah. And I always, I'm always like, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. But I think, A, we, we've noticed. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. That's it. That's the Holy Spirit, right? That's Calling the, out both of us. That's the knock on the heart. <laughs> right. And so thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Right, because after the the first invitation to be obedient is an invitation, That's then right. the rules start changing. <laughs> oh, if you don't, I mean, disobedience is cost you something. It does. And and if the Holy Spirit's going to knock on my door, I'd I'd like nine out of ten times to answer the first time. Thank you. Right. Yes. I, I've just done enough. I've done enough of not obeying quickly, <laughs> and I've. Those those are checks I don't want to keep writing, right? I love you so much. <laughs> you are literally speaking. It's like you're in my mouth. <laughs> That's a, I have learned a Today lot. Today was meant to happen. Yeah, it I, was. We both believe this. It was. Okay, so what are you working on next? You have another book coming out. Name something. Do we get to talk about it today? Can we please? The I'm No Philosopher. What's the rest of the title? I'm No Philosopher, But I Got Thoughts. But I Got Thoughts. It comes out in 23. Yes. Okay, please come back and talk to us about I it in will, 23. I will. And Annie, I have another book coming out. Oh, yeah, you have a one with a bunch of other women. Yes, it's called My Moment. Yes. And Shelly Wright is a dear friend of mine, and she said, when do you, we got in a conversation. She goes, when do you, do you remember the first time you ever took up for yourself as a woman? Wow. And I couldn't answer her. Really? And so weeks went by, and I finally told her, which was a hard story to tell, and we decided to do a coffee table book yes. with Linda Perry and Kathy and Jimmy, all of us very different. Kathy and Jimmy? Yes. <gasps> wow. Yes. Yeah, there's a hundred, how many, 106 of y'all? Yeah. Is that right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. And it's everybody from Carol Burnett to Dove Cameron. To, we've got, we've got. Dolly. Them. Oh, we've got Reba. Listen, you and I have a deep love for I, Jesus and, and Dolly. Dolly. <laughs> I wrote a song, WWWD. <laughs> it was on my, my failed country record, but I don't care. I'm so proud of it. It is not w- failed. W- it w- exists. I it love her yeah. with my whole now that you live here, I, hope, I mean, I'm sure this was true when you were here before, but but the things people whisper about how she donates and gives mm-hmm. and creates, you go like, the world will actually never know how much Dolly does for Tennessee or for the nation or, I mean. And also, it's not like a, she's leading with, look what I've done. No, ever. They I, tried to build a statue to her like two years ago and she wouldn't let him here in town. That's, I love her so much. Even I'm more. like, I'm trying to build a statue for me and they're, they're telling me no. She's the humble one. I'm the worst. She has been, you know what? She's been a preacher to me. Yeah, really? Yes. Like I said, I work with all different types of people. Yeah. All different types of beliefs. Mm-hmm. And 
some things I, I understand and some things I don't, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It's not for me too. Yeah. It's for me to show love. Yes. And Dolly Parton and Reba, frankly, are two examples of women. Mm-hmm. I have a, the best Dolly Parton thing, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but Dolly did say this. Yes. A young gentleman was went to her and said, uh, I believe he said something like, I'm, I'm, I'm gay and I'm going to be, uh, people are going to, hate me, my family, I'm Christian, and I'm going to mm-hmm. be outcast. And not only that, I feel like I'm born in the wrong body, and I, I might want to transition. And you know what, Dolly Parton, this is Dolly Parton. She says, well, all I can say is, honey, don't get caught in the rain in your heels and wigs. <laughs> that is her piece back. Bless That her. is Dolly yeah. Parton. And that says so much yeah. without saying, hey, I don't want you to do that for you because that's just going to be hard life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever her thoughts are, I don't even mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But she's been the best example of, of someone of faith. Yeah. Also, how she handles this business. Yes. Because this is a business. Yes. And yes. it's been hard thing for me to learn. Yeah. So you, two books coming out in the next year besides the kids then, book that comes out correct. this month. And then TV. A show he, about Nashville. Yes. Okay. We've set it in Nashville and yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's one of three projects I've sold as a producer uh, for television. So my goal, if I may, I just want to be in Nashville and and, and work here for a second. I have a lot of very good friends. Kathy Lee Gifford is one of my mentors. I adore her. Me too. Um, When she prays, I uh, mean, she's got some sort of red phone. She has dark line. Yeah. Direct line. Yeah, it, it, it tells me when I've talked to her about prayer, I've been like, "Oh, you actually like have been doing this in the silence and in the and in the secret place for decades to be like this now." Oh, I, the other day I was with her and she started doing, um, t- exp- explained to me um, El Shaddai and all the the exact meanings of things, and yes. I thought, "Here I've learned German, Italian, and French, and I don't know this." <laughs> Well, I think Hebrew can be on your list. I it doesn't it have should. to be at the top. <laughs> but if you. you start a Hebrew class, I'll sit in there with you because I want to learn too. Thank you. I just love when we know the original meaning of things. It's beautiful. And she just knows it. But I think she studies all the time. She does. She studies and works at it all the time. And she she's probably the closest person uh, that I know very, very well mm-hmm. that has – when I first hit, I, I, I should say I, – some people say made it. But when I first yeah. kind of hit – she grabbed my hand. And you are both in New York then. Huh? Yes. Yeah. And she said, I'm here. This is going to be hard. Buckle up. Wow. But I got you. And she's never left. And now you are both here. And well, she's t- wow. been telling me for years, Kristen, get your butt back to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go to the San Antonio Taco Company, please. Oh, yes. Come on. <laughs> Sacco. Y'all pick Sacco. <laughs> Have you been to Lady Bird yet, the new taco place? No. We must. Oh. This will be our next friend date. Okay. We must. It's Fine. Incredible tacos as well. What? On eighth, yeah. Or sorry, it's on tenth. It is. I'm going. So please, can we go? Uh, please. Can okay. We go? I, yes. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. We need to taco. We need to taco about <gasps> it. Oh boy. Oh, that's the me. name of the next. Fire book. me. <laughs> I know. I'm the worst. Okay, so I'll ask you two more questions and then we'll be done. But <laughs> we need to taco. I'm I, sorry, that's the best. I know it's the. I'm the worst. I would love to ask you when our friends are listening to this, whether they're on a treadmill or they're in the shower or they're driving their kids to school or whatever, doing a surgery. And when they think of you, what do you want them to pray for you? What would you like people to pray for you? I would like for them to continue to pray for 
the mission work I'm doing. Yeah. That's why I act. missionary. It's, it's incredible. I, I just need that prayer. Yeah. Because I, and I've even said, okay, God, I'm ready to stop now. Mm-hmm. But it just keeps, no, I'm not, I, my child, I am not finished with you yet. Yes. In this, not off in this the way. field yet. Correct. Yes. So, and that comes through with mentorship. Now, the mentor, the mentor, you know, I was the mentee for so long. Now I'm the mentor. And yes. I'm just seeing how important it, it is. Yes. I think a lot when people hear, it's like you said at the beginning, when people hear the word missionary or when they hear the word teacher, mm-hmm. they think there's one route of that. And yes. God's like, no, no, no. I'm giving you the, oh, I'm giving you the umbrella. Right. How this gets executed could be 10 different things, 100 oh. different things in your life. So Amen. you are one of the missionaries that have come on our show. Thank and you. I just think that's incredible. Thank um, you. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover? No. I mean, no. I, I, I do want to say one thing to okay. you. One of the things that's so special and fills me up as an artist, because I so want, want to continue to be, I had an interest, I had a, a confrontation moment at an air, mm. with an airline, doesn't matter. But I said, I speak to you now, to this other person that had a problem. I said, I speak to you now as a person, of, a, a, person a child of God, mm-hmm. A, and what I'm about to say might come off wrong. But, and I just, that's the prayer, and that's what I feel with strangers texting me, or Instagramming me or mm-hmm. Twittering me and saying, I'm praying for you. I know. I know that you need it and why. Yeah. The fact that I get to sit across from a table from, it, sorry, everybody, or if I may, a, a young lady who is not just so prepared and wonderful, but I can honestly say of like spirit mm-hmm. with no judgment about some of the uh some of my wackiness, mm-hmm. is such a gift. And I, when I say thank you to you, it's important for me that you understand that I mean thank you because this is very rare in the industry. Wow. At least my path mm-hmm. has been, I've been a missionary. Yeah. So thank you for saying what you've said. I've learned a lot today. I had Believe it or not, though, I can talk. We know I have diarrhea of the mouth. Two ears and one mouth. The thing, the little simple things you've said, I will take with me. And it's important for, for me to know that you just accept that. I do. That is really kind. That I means mean a it. ton to me. I really mean Thank it. Thank you. It is an honor to get to sit with you for the way your voice has led me. And so um, I, I am very rarely... Do we finish a show like this? And I think God God is doing more here than we know. That's so, right. So thank I'm you. Really he, he is. Yeah. Or they, whatever you prefer. <laughs> but he All is. Three of them. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. really, really is. Yeah. And well, so thanks. I hope you feel very welcome here in Nashville, but also here. I do. Um, thank you. So you are very welcome. Uh, that means a lot to me. My dad loves when people say good question. So he's already going to text me before he's even to this point and say, Kristen Chenoweth said you had a good question. <laughs> oh, you did. I mean, for a second, I was like, wah, 
great. You're okay, awesome. Me, you're awesome. I'm glad we're neighbors now. Me too. Let me ask you our final question. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what sounds fun to you. There are so many things. Why I'm pausing is because, and I know this, I know the answer, but there are so many things. In one sitting, a Krispy Kreme donut. Yes. A chocolate milkshake. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before. I love Mexican food. So a, a taco or burrito doesn't matter in one sitting with <laughs> pants that have an elastic waistband. Yes, soft pants. Yes. Chris, That's are what I we, want. You're t- remember how a minute ago you said you're talking from my mouth? <laughs> I feel like you're talking from my mouth. <laughs> you are talking from my mouth. Oh, a taco and a donut and a chocolate milkshake mm-hmm. and soft pants. I need That it. sounds like an after show bus food. <laughs> it is. An after show bus experience. Like I've got I'm out of my work clothes. Yes. I'm into my soft pants. The crew is still putting everything away. I'm alone on the bus. And they left these tacos and these donuts. <laughs> and, the <shake. laughs> and the shake. I just, in one sitting. You oh, know. that's great. That sounds Nashville fun. Nashville will provide that for you. Oh, I know. Thank you for doing this today. Of course. Thanks I for really having me. I appreciate it. I feel a, I, this sounds funny to say. I've never said this to someone. I genuinely love you. I feel the same way. I'm like, I feel I'm such, glad you said it. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I, are we allowed to say love you, bye? Yes, we are. <laughs> I think that's how I feel. I'm a, no, I feel the same. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've i been asking the Lord, please, I want more people in my life that mm. of similar. And so here you are, and here I am. And here you are. And I mean it, though. I do, too. I will be a stalker. I Lady won't Bird. be. Okay, Lady Bird. It. We even have it. When you have your first date on the books, it gets real. Okay. So we're doing it. You said it I, on the air. Yes, I did. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> Oh, you guys, isn't she the best? Oh, my gosh. I mean, what a journey that conversation was. I just adore her. I'm really thankful she lives here. Be sure to grab your copy of her new kids book, What Will I Do With My Love Today? Follow her on social media. Tell her thanks so much for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Hmm. Oh, I think I'd like burger up for lunch. That's what sounds good to me. A salmon. Here's my thing right now. The kale salad with salmon and some fries on the side. Because if you aren't eating fries with your salad... I don't know why. So try them both together. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here on Thursday with your buddy and mine and truly the only Florida Gator football player we have ever had or will ever have on the podcast. It's our friend Tim Tebow. We'll see you guys on Thursday.